Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm always grateful to the Lord for each and every one of you. Uh, Thank you to all of our partners out there praying for you every day. I get all your emails. I get all your uh, posts. I get all your your input and uh, your prayer requests. And we are praying for each and every one of you and uh, praying over your circumstances. Thank you so much uh, for trusting us with your prayer requests and uh, we are standing with you and believing God with you. Uh, I know there's a woman named Cheryl. We've been praying for your health and uh, praying for your uh, husband also. Uh, Troy and Brandy, we're praying for you. Many others that uh, are uh, sending in their prayer requests. We're standing with you, praying with you, and decreeing and declaring God's word over your circumstance and uh, believing God for breakthrough. It's a day of turnaround. It's a day for breakthrough. Amen. It's a day of suddenlies, and uh, today's show is going to be a powerful time of encouragement and uh, inspiration. Uh, My special guest today is Greg Wark. He's a friend of mine, and more importantly, he's a friend of God's. And uh, you may know him from Kim Clement's uh, continuing ministry, The House of Destiny, and uh, it's a privilege to have him here with us. We're going to hear from him in a moment, Uh, but I wanted to encourage you in this hour that God is moving by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and He's healing many people within the sound of my voice right now, right now. Let your faith be inspired. Let your faith be stirred right now. God is healing people right now. All over the world, God's healing you right now. Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. You know, bread is something that the ingredients have already been measured out. Uh, It's been timed out, the dough kneaded, uh, baked, sliced, uh, and fully prepared for you to partake of. Healing is the children's bread. It's your bread. Amen. Jesus said, uh, pray this way. Give us this day our daily bread. This day and every day you can receive healing for your body, for your mind, for your life. Amen. I believe we are in a season of turnarounds. I believe we're in a season of suddenlies, sudden breakthroughs, sudden changes for the good. Amen. There is a grace, what I call a sacred grace, available to you right now. Why? Because God is a jealous God and he's jealous over you. He's jealous over his children. He's jealous over his royal sons and daughters in his grace. Uh, which is also his favor, by the way, is pouring out to you right now. And I just pray that that invisible world that seems so far away suddenly becomes a reality to you as the Holy Spirit rushes to you. You know, God is healing many people right now, and he's jealous over you. Suddenly, right now, God is showing you his power, striking darkness and removing this pain, this impairment from you. Amen? In the name of Jesus, we just decree that over our, our our audience today, and we are so glad that you are with us. I believe God is moving suddenly in his people, and through his people, and for his people. So don't get caught up in the news media, no matter who it is from. God is speaking life right now. Speak life. God is speaking life to you right now. And I don't even watch the news these days. I don't watch these broadcasts because I hear such a different sound in my heart 
and it's the news from heaven, and it is much more encouraging than the news that has evil and deception at its source. Uh, Jesus didn't listen to the naysayers. He didn't listen to the fake news uh, prognosticators out there, and neither should you. You know, there is a peace that passes all understanding. Their understanding doesn't have much peace in it at all. And uh, But Jesus said, I'm going to give you my peace, a peace that passes all understanding. And I pray that you would see what I see. And the future is beautiful. And it's not going from bad to worse. God has a bright future for you. And let me tell you the truth today. The power of life and death is in your mouth. You have a choice and you have a voice. And so speak life. Speak life. You can speak hope or you can speak hopelessness. You can speak perception or you can speak deception. You can speak revelation or you can speak devastation. You can speak vision or you can speak division. The point is you are a voice of power. You have a powerful impact on the world around you. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What kind of fruit are you partaking of lately? What are you speaking? Amen. Speak life. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. You're not weak. You're strong. You're a warrior. Your words can either form or deform. You have the choice to speak. Moses declared, I place before you life and death. Choose life that you and your seed may live. See, uh, it's important that we understand our words impact our world and our, uh, the world of our generations ahead of us. And you may be the first in your generation to stand up and say, I'm going to do it different. You may have suffered a lot up to this point, but if you'll just take a stand uh, and decide to, to speak differently and decide to speak life, choose life that you would live and that your seed would live. You know, when Moses said that, that generation that heard that, they didn't speak life. They spoke death. They spoke complaining. And what happened? They died in the wilderness. But their children, they learned to speak differently. Remember, Joshua and Caleb were of a different spirit. They spoke differently than the, than the 10 other elder, uh, elder spies that went into the land, the 12 that went into the land to spy out the land. Only two came back, Joshua and Caleb, with a good report. And they spoke differently. And so they taught the younger generation to speak differently. They spoke life. And when they got into the promised land, what's the first thing God said? While you're circling Jericho, I don't want anybody speaking anything but the words that I tell you to speak when I tell you to speak them. And so because they allowed God to give them a checkup from the neck up, they, they allowed God to change their uh, words before they came out of their mouth from death to life, they were able to speak life and possess their promised land. Listen, you too have promises to possess, promises of health, wealth, uh, no more curses, blessings, abundant life, success, a happy life, you know, wholeness of life, soundness in every area of your life. That's the Zoe life, God's kind of life. You have to speak life. You know, like Abraham, he, the Bible says he was like God. He called those things which be not as though they already were. You have the choice 
to speak life. Our Father does, or like the Father, you can speak like our Father, or you can speak like the Father of lies. Jesus only recognized the voice of the Father, by the way. When Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus spun around, looked right at him and said, this is the voice of my Father. He recognized it as the voice of the Father. Listen, God only listens to himself, and we should want to hear what he has to say and speak accordingly. If you'll make the choice to hear his voice and speak accordingly, you'll look at things that look like they're at the end, and you'll begin to speak with the power of the future. And when you do that, you release life. You begin to speak life. You know, the Bible says Jesus is the king of kings. You're royalty in the kingdom of God. Revelations 1.5 says that we are kings and priests unto our God. And when we speak, there's an authority on our mouth. We are the royal bloodline of God in the earth. Therefore, we decree, let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth, in my life, in my family, uh, in my ministry, in my bloodline, as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Wow. What a powerful moment in the Lord. You have to grab hold of these nuggets and begin to apply them. Amen? You know, my heart is that you're nourished and that you're encouraged by the Holy Spirit each and every time you tune into this ministry. You can see the future God has promised you and see God how God sees it. God wants you to see the future that he's promised to you. He said, Be, uh, I, I have a promise to give you a future and a hope and, and something to anticipate and expect. Uh, God wants you to see the future like God sees it. And when you do that, suddenly things change. Suddenly God is changing realities for his purposes. And I'm committed to speaking life and seeing his will established. Amen. I'm glad you're here today. I want to take a moment and introduce a dear friend of mine, our guest tonight, and uh, welcome to the Speak Life show, all the way from the House of Destiny, uh, a dear friend, Prophet Greg Wark. Welcome, Prophet Greg. All right, well, welcome, Greg. Welcome to Speak Life. It's a privilege to have you here with us, and uh, I know you. I know you're one of God's great prophets, uh, but for those in our audience uh, that may not know you as well, uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your expansive ministry. Well, Marty, thanks for letting me be on the show today. It's a pleasure to be with you, and uh, I hear about you all the time and the church, the great ministry that you have, and I'm uh, honored to be a guest. Um, my name is Greg Wark. I have served as a pastor of several churches with along with my beautiful wife of 45 years, Amber. And um, we planted three churches, and then I went to work in a unique and a specialized ministry called Mission Force, um, which exclusively ministered to those in the military. And I've been doing that for over three decades. I'm now a business owner uh, of a security, uh, international security firm and enjoying life. That's awesome. Well, um, and you, you still minister to uh, a lot of the military and um, 
Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I really found, Marty, that um, those who serve in the, in the military are often overlooked um, in the consciousness of the church. Mm. Uh, most people have a misunderstanding regarding how they are, quote, ministered to. They assume that they have their own chaplains, their own churches, and that that's sufficient, but nothing could be further from the truth. So when I uh, began to work with the SEAL community in Coronado, uh, one of the things I noticed is the exceptional rate of dysfunctionalism in these great men and uh, obviously their families as well. So um, we decided that we would dedicate our lives to them from a civilian standpoint uh, so that we could help them um, and it really helps when you're outside of their career. You're not, you don't have to report to any of their commanding officers or anything. So they can come to you and they can tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And that really became something that was uh, unique. To this day, I can't change my phone number because I get calls every day from people in war zones and battle areas and men who've retired and are struggling, suicidal people. Um, we actually had to make a change recently. It's no longer called Mission Force. It's called The Warfighter's Soul, which is uh, based on a book that I wrote. Uh, comes out in uh, October by Broad Street Publishing. Excellent. And it deals with veteran suicide. So that's wow. kind of what, yeah. So, uh, y- you know, there's a lot of people uh, that fall into that category especially today in in our nation in uh in churches and how how does someone uh how do you develop that relationship with with say uh someone that is a veteran home from the war trying to trying to cope trying to work things through things and how do you I, I've noticed that it's there's a tough exterior that's hard to breach. Now I have I have my uh, story, and so I can connect with them on a different level. But how would an average person like connect with them and, and start helping them? Well, let me tell you a story. The first seal I'd ever led to the Lord, we call him Bram. Um, I was in a health club that a friend of mine owned, and. I noticed a guy, now visualize this, I noticed a guy standing on one of those workout balls, you know what I'm talking about, Marty? Yeah. And he's standing on it with 245s, (laughs) and he's going up and down, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm saying, that is is against physics. I mean, there's just no possible way this mammoth of a person should be able to do that. Yeah. And so... uh, I kind of just went back to working out and the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to go tell him some things. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lord gave me some things to tell him. And so, you know, I went over there not knowing he was a Navy SEAL. And he, at that moment, was sitting on the, on a, on a workout bench. And I looked, I said, Hey, do you mind if I talk to you? And he just looked at me. He's a, He's half African-American and half Sicilian. And that moment, he was being Sicilian to me. Um, and, and that's how intimidating it was. It was unbelievably intimidating. You know, he just looked up at me and just said, what? You know, how shrug, look. And I said, well, I said, the Lord, the Lord told me that um, 
that you're going to be um, a leader all over the world and you're going to speak prolifically and you're also going to be an actor and you're going to have a great impact in Hollywood. And he didn't blink an eye, just stared, stared at me. And <laughs> it, it's kind of like when you're telling someone this kind of stuff, I think you can relate because you're going, man, I, I, I think I really just missed it. Bad. <laughs> really bad. I, I mean, this guy's looking at me like he's either going to kill me or something of that nature. So close to so that. So funny. So I said, he said, is that it? And I said, yeah. And he said, mind if I go back to my workout? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't. And so what happened, I kind of walked away feeling pretty down and thinking, dang, that didn't work out the way I thought. And <laughs> six months later, I get a call from that guy. And the uh, he had gotten my number, received my number from the owner of the club. And he said, I'm that guy you told a bunch of stuff at Clark's Club. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, that's great. Um Oh, it's good to hear from you. What what can I, what can I do for you? He said I need to meet. And I said okay. I said uh, why don't I just give you a number to my office? And he cut me off and said now, right the heck now. <laughs> and I, he said I'll be at Starbucks and told me where it was at. And so I went to Starbucks there, and two and a half hours later he was weeping given his mm. life to Christ. Now, someone would say, well, why have you been able to do that? Well, look, the, the thing about ministering to people that are hard to reach is, number one, you have to be authentic. Number two, you have to represent God's perspective, no matter how they act toward you. That's so good. And, and then the third thing that has made us so successful among all the special operations community is um, if if one guy trusts you, they're all going to trust you. Yeah, I, I have another story, but I don't want to overload overload the the show. But it's a pretty good story if you want me to tell it. Sure, sure, share that. So, in the SEAL community, there's it's called BUDS, Basic Underwater Demolition Training, and so it's a, our church had both uh, students, BUDS students, as well as instructors. Um, that would come to our church. And the instructor, the bud students are scared to death of the instructors. So they see, they, it's really funny. It's like parting the Red Sea um, when they come in. The kids don't want to, the instructors to even notice them, and they do. <laughs> so at this particular one Sunday, um, there was a gentleman that came in that looked like a wall with eyes. Um, and he, <laughs> he, was a, he was literally buff beyond belief. And another, you could tell he was a SEAL. SEALs have a really interesting, well, all special operators have very interesting eyes. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the service was over. He didn't sing a song. He sat in the chair. He stared at me the whole time. He intimidated me. And it was pretty much, I was like, well, you know, I, I guess I should get used to this. So at the end of the um, sermon or, you know, closed, he came up to me and he looked at me and says, I need to be born again. Last thing I thought he'd say. <laughs> and he said, um, and I said, let's pray. So we prayed and he, you know, confessed Christ as his Lord and Savior. And um, I noticed a lot of people in the back were standing. A lot of the Bud students were standing around. Well, it turns out his name 
they, they give the instructor's name, but his name was Satan. So I just led Satan to the Lord. And, <laughs> and the interesting thing is, I, I said, well, he said, I need to be baptized. Mm. And I said, wow, I think it's amazing you know that. And I said, let's schedule that. And he said, no, today. I said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Because <laughs> yeah, it was Super Bowl Sunday. He said, I'll be there in three hours. Uh, and it was the pool where they train all the bud students. And it's yeah. where they try to drown them. And I'll make this quick. So, so by the time I got there, he had brought three other seals. Wow. That wanted to come to Christ and be yeah. baptized with. Wow. So it's, it's kind of that way. If you, have, if you give yourself to God and, and you know that not an ounce of you deserves to have the respect of people. Um, it's fun to watch God work. Mark. I agree. Yeah. We have a, a similar um, track and, you know, I, I get to minister to a lot of people um, in entertainment industry and, and they're very similar. I mean, you just do not uh, get that door open to you very often unless the Lord opens the door and once they sense the genuineness of the Lord coming from you, then they tell everybody. And uh, so, I, I mean, that's how I, I agree with everything that you just said. I mean, this, the, um, the hard exterior sometimes is such a, a uh, indicator of true vulnerability on the inside. You know, they just have to protect that, that deep vulnerability so they have that hard exterior. And uh, yeah, I um, think you're 100 percent right. The um, again, the being as uh, open and honest and real with people as you can. It, it once once they break down that exterior, you'll find something like with seals. Most people don't know. And I don't just work with seals, but I, it's interesting. Eighty five percent of the men who become who go to buds and become seals either have no father figure or a poor father figure. Mm. And somehow, um, somehow that, I don't know, that statistic lends to if they can find a mentor or somebody they can trust, somebody that has the track record, you won't have any, you, I mean, I would have days mm -hmm. in San Diego where I'd wake up at midnight and they were supposed to be training but they'd escaped and they were raiding my fridge. That's the kind of stuff. Every weekend they just show up. <clears throat> wow. No matter whether you invited them or not. And so, wow. yeah, it, it's, it's just a lot of fun doing ministry when God's uh, directing it, isn't yeah, it? Marty? I, I completely agree. I agree. You know, you, you don't, uh, you know, there's a lot of people and we were talking earlier about, you know, um, People have these attempts at ministry, and I think uh, ministry flows from the heart. And uh, if you'll just allow God to do the work on your heart that he needs to do and allow him to continue that, God opens up doors for you that no man can shut. And, uh, you know, I, you're a, a prophet, and I've heard the word of the Lord come out of your mouth uh, several times and uh, so I wanted to ask you, what do you sense the Lord is saying in this hour? You know, we look at the condition of our nation and the nations of the earth. What do you feel like the Lord is saying 
uh, you know, in regards in regards to America and our, our government and our nation, and you know, you have your finger on the pulse of a lot of military things. Uh, so, just wanted to come right out and ask you. Well, um, the the word I hear from the Lord is engage, and it's um, it's specifically one that is to believers who are. Um, looking for governmental change to fix things or looking to um, um, political leaders and so on. And my, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, those, that world will always fail us. Uh, Or, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people are into politics and I'm not saying they're wrong, but frankly, I believe that politics is a, is a dead end. We're as believers, we need to engage in society, engage in the, dark, in the midst of the middle of darkness. We need yeah. to be willing to go to um, war zones. We need to be willing to go to places and bring, and bring comfort or to battle in spiritual warfare. I remember uh, I was in Ukraine three times during the revolution and um, the previous one. And we walked those streets among the blood and rubble and death and destruction and and we, we would bring hope and prayer to people. And we were there, even though we were in danger, there was, I never felt more alive than I, when I was in those dangerous places, either in, in uh, war-torn uh, countries or in, uh, in earthquakes and in uh, terrorist acts. When I was there in the mm. middle of that, I felt more peace than I feel sitting on my deck at night enjoying yeah. the birds. Mm. But that's the word I have is engage. People yeah. need to quit being afraid and understand that God really means what it means what he says when he says um, occupy till I return. And that occupy is not a passive act. It's an act of it's a, it's an act of defiance against the spirit of darkness and the lying spirits that are trying to rule everything. Come on. And uh, I'm one of those people that said that I'm even willing to engage with the societal acceptance, the things that people accept, I call it out. I don't care if someone's mad at me or screaming at me or Karen's up on me. Uh, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, I'm not me. But what I'm not going to do is accept uh, something that's completely ridiculous because I have 16 grandkids that yes. are going to have to live in that world, and I'm not going to be. Re- I'm not going to remain si- silent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think too many people are are willing to back up and just uh, try to stay in their own little safe zone. And and uh, I I love that word engage because uh, that's really what I believe as well. And and the word occupy it's a military occupation, like you're saying, and it means to drive out uh, the former inhabitants. Uh, it's the Hebrew word yaresh, which also is interpreted possess, uh, to drive out the former inhabitants and to pos- literally, Josh- like Joshua and the children of Israel, possess your promised land. You've got to push that stuff out and not allow it to be uh, a cross-pollinating in- into your culture, you know, into the kingdom of God. And, and there has to be a, a bearer of tr- the standard of truth. Well, you know, the interesting uh, thing, I just spoke to a group of people about this regarding um, maintaining a level of training that keeps you fit for when God calls on you. 
Mm. Um, I'm 66 years old. Um, I'm fit. Uh, I'm, I've got problems. I got, have had a lot of broken bones, a lot of things that happen. Um, but you fight through it and then you get yourself fit again. And I think that that is a problem because today addictions are so prevalent in the body of Christ. And the reason they're prevalent is because everybody's not, nobody's busy doing the things, excuse me, some are not busy doing the things God called us to do. There's not a time stamp on our ability to be yeah. active. Absolutely. We're supposed to be active like Bishop Hammond till the day we die. We're moving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he he uh travels uh um, I just I just wish I could have hair like yours. Uh, that, <laughs> that's just that's just really bothering me. Yeah, you know, uh I I believe uh by the way I am half Sicilian. <laughs> Oh, Just that's making... funny. When you mentioned, when you brought up a Hebrew word, I got intimidated. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, the Bible says that Moses, uh, his strength never failed him, and uh, his eyes were keen. And uh, I, so I, I believe it's within our covenant to not, we, we can age, but we don't have to grow old. You know, that I don't accept the world's definition for uh, growing old, uh, we can age, but we can still stay strong. And uh, you know, when uh, when Joshua uh, was looking for Moses to come back down from the mountain, God had to tell Joshua, "Moses is dead; he's not coming back." Not because he was old and couldn't make it back down or couldn't handle the battle in front of him. It was just Joshua's time, and it was Moses's time to go. And so, I believe we don't have to age like everyone else does. We don't have to uh, get old like everyone else. We can stay young and healthy. And uh, and so I speak the Word of God over my body constantly. And uh, the hair, I think, is just the Italian <laughs> coming through. <laughs> you know, wasn't Kim half a, a, a Sicilian? I, 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 you know, that's a good I question for Kim. I didn't know that. He's, uh, yeah, I think he was. <clears throat> we've, we've talked. I'll ask Jane. Yeah, we'll have to ask. Well, you know, uh, in Second Chronicles 20, uh, you have the account of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, and, uh, you know, people were, were uh, you know, many people ask me, are we in the end times and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, in, in that particular passage, now God really highlighted that in 2020. Second uh, Chronicles 2020 says, believe God, and you'll be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Uh, but if you look at the background of that whole passage there, um, you have Je- Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Uh, Jerusalem was in a great divide, and so most of Jerusalem was with Jehoshaphat. And, uh, and then suddenly they're surrounded by Moab and the Ammonites and Syria and all these other armies, uh, and they're surrounding them. And they want to attack Judah and take out uh, Judah and all the faithful ones, the elders of Israel. And uh, so in the midst of that, prophet Jehaziel rises up with the word of the Lord and says, don't be afraid, the battle is the Lord's. And he speaks a clear word for them to continue in prayer and in prophetic praise uh, in the face of their enemy. And uh, 
And that's when they say the verse 20, believe God and be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And then they begin worshiping and praising. And then in verse 22, and we're in 2022, it says, the Lord set ambushments against their enemies and they were defeated. Uh, So the armies began to turn on each other and warred against each other until they were all defeated. Uh, When it was all said and done, God's people prevailed. And uh, I, what I sense right now is something similar to that happening. Uh, that's why people, I think, right now don't know who to cheer for, uh, because Ukraine has represented such a stronghold of corruption and money yes. laundering and that sort of thing. It sure has. And, uh, and I just am encouraging people to keep their eyes on the Lord. It could be that the Lord is turning them on each other. And, uh, you know, the, at the end of the day, uh, they were able to, Jehoshaphat was able to stand and see the salvation of God. And uh, when it was all said and done, they experienced a great wealth transfer. And looking at the world today, uh, you know, I, I hear God's people praying and uh, decreeing and declaring. And I believe, you know, just like God told uh, Abraham, if there's 10 righteous people i will not destroy the nation you know uh i believe god's enemies are turning on each other right now uh the enemies to the plans of god and i just don't believe that we're going to be this um this church that hides out under bunkers um hoarding as much food as we can uh hiding in fear waiting for the antichrist to finish his deal i just believe the word of god continues to work and that there is a glorious, triumphant church that needs to arise right now, and like we were saying, occupy until Jesus comes. I wholeheartedly agree. I, I must say that it's a profound statement to suggest that God's enemies are turning on each other because it does make a little bit of sense. I, I yeah. hadn't thought of that. Um, uh, but the the one thing I know is that the, the word of the Lord to the body of Christ never changes. Yes. Um, what what we have to do is to wholeheartedly reject societal uh, demands. We need to become obvious and open rebels, proud to be rebels against the darkness, proud yes. to communicate what we do regardless of how there are how how what attempts are made to erase us. Um, and to uh, cancel us, God, you cannot cancel me. You cannot do it. God <laughs> is in control of my life. You try to cancel me, you're going to get canceled. Yes. And that's not me being a, a jerk. I'm yeah. just saying, you touch me, you touch God's, um, one of God's children, same as anyone watching this show. Yes. You can't cancel me. You could go ahead and try. I'm too old to care. But at this point in time, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're not going to stop it. So unless you decide to put a bullet in my head or something. King David said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And then if you touch uh, God's prophets, you touch the apple of his eye. And, uh, you know, I think that there is a danger right now, especially young prophets. They don't understand. They're backtracking on the things that they prophesied. And, uh, you know, there's things that some, the word of the Lord looks like it, it, it will not come to pass whenever you prophesy it. it, you know, at least for me, every time. And, uh, you know, I believe there's more happening right now to fulfill 
the words that were given early on uh, and even prior to uh, the election and, and, and these things, they're still, they're still uh, working out right now. And God's going to do it because God said he would do it. And, uh, and, and people will learn. Young people will learn. Uh, and I believe more, you know, it was Prophet Jehaziel that stood up and gave Jehoshaphat the word and said, this is what God is saying. And they had no choice uh, but to believe that. But at the end of the day, they were plundering the enemy for three full days. And, you know, I can't help but look at, you know, the Ukraine is a place of great money laundering. And you can tell just by looking at what's going on, if you take a step back and look through spiritualize, there's an attack on finance right now on, on everybody's money. Uh, you know, you don't know if it's if everything's if the dollar's going to go away, if we're going to go crypto or how. Uh, you know, I believe this is God setting the enemy up to be plundered, and uh, you know, the his, history reports that these. Uh, that these uh, armies that were surrounding uh, Judah and Jerusalem that day, uh, they had already uh, defeated many evil regimes prior to that, and they were just on their way back and were, were brought into this battle because it was not customary to bring all their wealth to the battlefield. And so these enemies hmm. uh, surrounded Judah and Jerusalem uh, and they just thought it was going to be another easy win, uh, but but God did not let them touch His anointed and uh, defeated them. And then there was a great wealth transfer, and so that's really what I see happening right now. I believe that's what we're seeing, and uh, uh, you, you know, I I think that there is something to be said for uh, not knowing which side to cheer for. I think that's a strong indicator to people. Uh, that you need to be cheering for your own God and, uh, and lift up the name of the Lord and stand and see the salvation of God. I completely agree. I'm a better person, by the way, for hearing what you just said. Uh, that, was very, that was very good. Seriously. Um, I, um, I just want to be, as long as I'm here, I want to be engaged with people who are willing and able to look through God's eyes at everything. Mm. Uh, a year ago, my wife contacted cancer. It was very serious mm. over a year ago. And um, we went through one of the deep, darkest, deepest, darkest places we've ever been. You know, mm. two years ago, we lost a, a, my one of my sons. Oh, man. And a lot of different things, a lot of things have happened. Um, um, and I could go on and on. And yet it was through those times that we, as we continue to look through our, through our, at our pain through God's perspective, at, our, at cancer through God's perspective, as we, as we pushed as hard as we could. It was, Marty, it was so difficult, just so yeah. difficult. But um, I'm better and more alive today. Because I did not allow, and my wife did not allow, the thing that we were staring at to define us. Yeah. God defines us. Cancer does not define us. So my wife had a miracle one day, and she, for a tumor went from being like that big to mm. not even existing, not even scar tissue. 
This wow. is a physical miracle. And the thing is, is that today she's mentoring young girls and doing things she never thought she would do. And I think that that's really kind of a word for the church is that, gosh, we're surrounded by so much darkness, nuclear this and famine this and you know, this, mm. this president's doing this and this. And I, look, I understand some people are really wrapped around that kind of stuff. But if that if that's where you go first, is that, that, that defines your existence. Mm. You look through the lens of that. That creates your lens. Mm. And I really exhort my brothers and sisters on this show that uh, it's time for you to make a switch because you probably already know and sense that it, it, your life isn't really working the way it's supposed to work. Mm. But it will, yeah. no matter what you're going yeah. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, one of the one of the hallmarks of the prophetic is uh, is being able to press through the battle. You know, uh, I myself, uh, two and a half years ago, received a death sentence and and uh, it was it was horrible. It was three years ago. I'm sorry. And uh, we really had to hang on to our faith and believe what we know God said. And when you, when you know God has, without a vision, people perish. Yes. And, uh, and so I had a vision of what God had said. And I know God gives vision for you and for your children and for your grandchildren. And uh, those words can resound through the generations. God's not, God's not so small that he just fits in one generation. Uh, you know, he says something and it echoes through the generations. And... Uh, but he plants that in one generation, and it begins to grow from there. And uh, so, in the hospital, you know, we—they uh, didn't know what hap- what I was dealing with. They couldn't diagnose it. Uh, suddenly, my heart was only functioning at less than five percent. And uh, you know, it's a long, long story. But uh, we faced uh, faced that head on in faith, knowing that God was going to bring us through because we knew what the word of the Lord was. And, uh, you know, I feel like there is a, there is a fresh hope for the church. Uh, if you just press into the Lord, you know, it doesn't matter what you're facing. If you just believe what you believe, you believe God will show up and he'll show you his strength and he'll work through these things with you. And I love that word engage because that's what you have to do. Uh, too many people are, are um, you know, uh, armchair quarterback Christians, you know. Uh, they sit back and, and say, well, if that was me, I'd handle it. You know, well, God wants you to engage. And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things I love, one of the examples Bishop Hammond has shared with us over the years is uh, God wants you to be more of the coach of the team than the owner of the team. The owner of the team just wants the stadium filled. Uh, the coach wants everybody on the field giving their personal best. And, uh, and I believe that's where, that's where leaders need to be today, encouraging people to believe God and give their best and uh, engage. Don't just be an, an onlooker, but engage in the battle. Occupy until he comes. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, I, I've, I've watched a few of the prophetic words that, uh, 
Kim gave regarding uh, the times. There's so many right now that Kim prophesied and uh, uh, watching these things unfold has, has been stunning uh, to me uh, just to see the impact of his ministry. Um, and, and you were uh, right there with a, for a lot of these words coming out and coming to pass. I was there for quite a few of them. Uh, what, what are some of the ones that you see uh, standing out right now? coming to pass that you know of? Well, in, um, I'll tell you that I was with Kim in New York City when we were just walking along and the cameras happened to be there and Kim starts prophesying about Trump. And I said, man, please don't keep, please let me know when you're going to do that so I can get out of the camera, you know? Because it, you know, it, it wasn't even running yet. Yes. Um, and uh, it wasn't on a ticket. And, uh, you know, I'm fascinated, Marty, with, first off, I I must say to you that Kim was a prophet unlike any in my lifetime. I've never seen anybody on that level. I, to this day, I see some people trying to mimic him, look like him, stuff like that. And it's silly. Yeah. Um, But what fascinates me, being his friend and walking in many years of life with him, it's uh, it's just the, the the fact that he could see these things, but he didn't understand the the time. He didn't understand all the details. We know in part, and we see in part. We prophesy in part. So, right. I think I think that watching what's going on in Israel is certainly something that is fascinating to me. Watching mm. uh, people freak out when he when Trump didn't get elected the second time because Kim did say he would have second term. Um, all that stuff is is fascinating to me. Uh, there's going back over the both the personal times Kim and I spent together, and the, um, the things that stick out are like, for instance, I don't think I ever went on a trip with him that I didn't have some major spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it was kind of like Greg. We're going to we were going to Europe. I'm going great. You know, <laughs> get ready for something. You know, and he he and I'd always get the same thing something weird, spiritual attacks. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of Kim, I, I, I think of him every day because my life was so surrounded by it. I don't necessarily think about the prophecies so much because Don A has really grabbed that as her calling. She's amazing. And they, yes. And so they, you know, they have me speak quite a bit on the network and I keep in touch that way. But I just wish that there could be another one. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, the, there'll never be another Kim. The, you know, it's the anointing of Christ. And, uh, it, it, but he has, he definitely uh, rose to a level of gifting and anointing uh, that is unrivaled right now. And, uh, you know, one one of the things he says in the in the intro is the hero of to, the villain of today, the hero of tomorrow, and of course we saw the villain of today part, but he gets he doesn't get to see the hero of tomorrow part, which we're walking through now. Uh, but you know the the word of the Lord is so powerful, and you know I believe you know when, when we would talk, we would talk about the company of prophets that's coming. 
And uh, I believe we're living in that day. You know, the, the Elisha generation, not Elijah, but the Elisha double portion uh, generation. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I'm excited about because I believe the, the mantle of, uh, of the prophet is uh, available uh, to those that are called and anointed, and, uh, and they're rising up. Um, but um, That's great. That you know, is really good news because there, right now, there's so many nutbags out there that are tell, calling themselves prophets. Oh yes, and they're so poorly, so misrepresenting God, misrepresenting who He is, and uh, we need the good, pure prophets to shine, yeah, uh, so that these these uh, fakes can just go sit in a in a hole somewhere. Well, you know, in, uh, Paul wrote about this in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, there must also be heresies among you uh, so that the, the true uh, would come forth. And so you can't have an, a, a counterfeit $6 bill uh, because there's no real $6 bill. But you can have a counterfeit $50 bill because there is a genuine $50 bill. And, That's uh, good. And so there, there is the very fact that we're seeing... Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that, whether it is fake or whether it is just immature uh, or or just people trying to do their own thing uh, in the name of the Lord. They may be a good brother or sister just trying to do something. Uh, you know, it, there wouldn't be that if there wasn't the real. And so <clears throat> a lot of people... Well said. A lot of people don't uh, understand that that... Apostle Paul said that stuff's always going to be there, but it only helps to highlight the real and the accurate and the mature. And uh, I just believe we're in a day right now when uh, it you have to uh, you have to stand up and let your light shine. Whatever you are, however you do it, uh, you know Isaiah sixty talks about how the darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness will cover the people. There's so many dark things that are that are being um, uh, presented uh, to be okay and to be acceptable. And, and let's see how far we can push the boundaries now. And, and, uh, but in that time, uh, Isaiah prophesied that we are supposed to arise and shine, uh, that we're called to arise and shine. The word arise mm. and shine means to wake up uh, and be set on fire. Uh, literally, the word arise means wake up like the alarm is going off. Oh, wake up, or arise, or wake up. And then shine, it, it means to, uh, to, to allow yourself to be set ablaze. And so uh, it's time for the church, I believe, to wake up uh, to what's going on, recognize that the solution to driving back the darkness is the church releasing the light. I love that word engage. Uh, because that's exactly what God wants us to, wants us to do. Wake up and let the fire of God begin to set you ablaze so that you can drive out the darkness that you're seeing. Amen. Amen. Well, I think since the, uh, since the moment Christ stretched out his arms and gave up his life, the church has been and will always remain the only hope for all of mankind. 100%. And and so we need to recognize that and place our hope there and enjoy living this wonderful, beautiful life Christ has given us.
Amen. 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 You know, the uh, one last point I wanted to touch on with you is, uh, and just bounce this off of your spirit as well, I believe that God is also judging milit- uh, judging the intelligence uh, agencies in the world today. Uh, you know, those that decided that they're going, going to do things that and, and release corruption. You know, I was uh, praying this morning, and uh, I was in Second Samuel 15, where David had experienced a coup by his own son, and uh, and what he did was he stayed righteous in his ways. He stood back, and he waited on the timing of the Lord for his return. And God dealt with the corruption that was in the area of, of intelligence, uh, the kingdom's intelligence. And uh, Ahithophel was uh, one of David's intelligence officers that uh, counseled him on kingdom affairs. And uh, he was aligning with Absalom. And, uh, and then ultimately, Hushai and Ahithophel turned on each other, and God began to confuse their counsel. Uh, they gave bad intelligence to Absalom and caused him to get out uh, in, into a battle zone where he got his hair, hair caught in the trees, and I'm sure you've read it. And then um, David's general, Joab, uh, struck him down from that point. But it, there was a moment of confusion uh, but then God restored order to the kingdom, and David returned to his throne, and he began to set new order, and he dealt with those intelligence uh, officers and, and traitors that were involved in that. And uh, and so when I was praying this morning and, and seeking the Lord, I, I feel like that's what the Lord was showing me, that he's dealing with the corruption in the intelligence community right now. And we haven't seen the last of this stuff play out. Uh, and so I wanted to bounce that off of you. I know you have your finger on the pulse of some of those things as well. Uh, and so I just wanted to share that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think uh, if you do follow uh, intelligence agencies, and I'm actually, I have a product that it, it is that. So it's, it's basically called... Um, digital overwatch so we provide our clients with with uh, the ability to know everything that's being said in any context in any way in a certain period of manner of time or, or i'm sorry let's say you're in san francisco and you're at this location for a mile anywhere we know what's being said so we can mm. protect them yeah but also the people i have multiple people in our company who are former delta former high level people former people who were in the intelligence industries. And so I hear uh, as a common, a lot of things that actually go on in those worlds. And I can say that what you're saying is an absolute truth. There is a God has caused like even agencies to begin to turn on other ones um, and, and, and doing so caused the corruption to be exposed, and once it's exposed, of course, it, it, it muddies the entire uh, the entire thing. I think it's interesting to look at what Elon Musk has just done. Mm-hmm. Um, in in doing what he did, he pretty much turned turned uh, the house upside down of of one of the largest social media networks on earth. Well, what's it doing? It's exposing corruption. And you know, I I don't know anything about Elon Musk. 
Um, you know, but I, I can tell you this, it looks to me like he's doing a great job. <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, if you think that, that God's going to allow a federal agency and, and the, all the different agencies to become corrupt over decades of <clears throat> being allowed to do things they shouldn't be allowed to do, God's going to show you he's in charge. I mean, yeah. in one week, the entire woke community um, got slapped. Yes, <laughs> and they are—they're still crying in the in the in the highways and byways. Yeah. So it just just shows you what God can do. Yes. Uh, in messing with the de- with the enemy's den, he can. Lo- I think he loves it. Yeah. I yeah, I agree. To the guy. I, I kind of would have loved like to. I I was going to buy Twitter, but Elon beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. but back to you i think you're right i think the agencies uh i think god's cleaning up things and um i think it's for a special time where righteousness will once again begin to go on will be on fire and will stay on fire amen i think there's something that you and i probably would love to talk about maybe at some other time but i think um the way that the political environment changed and went against everything everybody thought about Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that God has to say about that than what he's already said. I agree. I think if we did a forensic on that, we'd, we'd learn some things about how God deals with the world. Yeah. I believe we haven't seen the last of it play out yet. You know, in that passage there, it goes on to say that all the tribes were in dispute over the king. And uh, But the interesting part that's, that I feel the Lord showed me this morning— uh, was that it was the priests, Zadok and, and Abiathar, who actually brought David uh, back, brought the king back into his throne. And uh, so the church, I believe, has a bigger role in this. And I actually believe all the confusion with the alphabet soup groups out there, you know, the, all the three-letter groups uh, in, the, in the corruption there, I believe God is actually answering the prayers of his people by causing them to turn on each other. And, uh, you know, that's really what I feel God is saying is happening right now, uh, because the church does play a vital role in the nations. And, uh, you know, God has spoken some things that are going to come to pass, and America shall be saved. Uh, And everything that God has planned for this nation, I believe, will come to pass and I think we're going to see some suddenlies. Uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me about 50 days to change the world from Passover to Pentecost, and that there were some significant changes that we're about to, we're about to see occur. And, uh, and suddenly, just like the Holy Spirit suddenly came, uh, God rushed in and dealt with some things, and suddenly God's going to rush in and deal with some things over this time frame right now from Passover That's to Pentecost. That's exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. I think we're going to see the miracle in the moment, and uh, God has it planned. It's on his calendar. It's on his timetable, uh, but I still believe God is turning everything around right now, and uh, we'll see some of these words that Kim prophesied begin to come to pass even more uh, even more clearly before our eyes. You know, when you said that, suddenly, I mean, just clear as a bell, the Lord 
um, said to me that suddenly is something that is going to exp- many of his people are going to experience during that mm-hmm. same time. I've, I've noted I've noted in my personal life unprecedented opportunities just show up. Yeah. Yesterday, just massive opportunity showed up. And all I did was sign the paper. And, wow. And then another one today, suddenly something shows up and it's been one after the other. I think that what I love, to be, I'm glad I'm able to say that to our viewers today that I know you've been wanting a suddenly. You've been needing it like your next breath. Mm. And I think, and I say, stand by, stand Amen. by. Wow. I believe that. And I completely agree with that. Uh, another suddenly, and, and we'll have to wrap up here in a minute, but uh, another thing the Lord showed me was um, that there was a, a coup that was another coup that was going to be uncovered uh, and dealt with by the Spirit of the Lord regarding uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, and that th- he would return to office, uh, that there would be a return back to office of Netanyahu as well. And so we will see how that word uh, works out. Uh, but I believe that there's some international intelligence uh, operations that are crumbling and, and, and trembling right now uh, because God is turning the tables on them. Amen. Amen. Well, before we leave, would you take some time and just pray for our audience? You know, we've got a vast audience uh, all over the world uh, that tunes in. And, uh, you know, you've been such a blessing today. And first, let me ask you, will you come back? <laughs> it's We would love to have well, you back. I think on it, it depends on the viewers. You may be, uh, <laughs> they may try to cancel me, you know. Yeah. I'm messing with you. No, I would be glad to, honored to. Okay, well, great. Well, we would love to have you back and, and uh and we'll we'll just do this again. I love having this uh, conversation like this. It uh, it pulls iron sharpens iron, and it just pulls uh, things out of me. It pulls things out of you, and uh, the 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 church can benefit from that. And so, uh, I appreciate you, and, and wanted to make sure you knew that. Thank you, and, thank you very much. And uh, would you pray for our audience, though, and um, just pray out of your spirit and bless them today? Yeah, I just want to encourage you, if you're watching today, that no matter where you're at, um, God's hand is extended toward you to lift you up and to help you become active in something that is transrational, something that's beyond you beyond the natural it's something that's supernatural and i pray today that the hopelessness that has prevailed in your life the confusion i just sense a sense somebody that's extremely confused the darkness that that it would lift and that your mind would be renewed by the power of god's spirit in this moment that he would baptize you anew and 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 fill you again with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that the encourager, the Holy Spirit, the one who stands by, the counselor, the paraclete, 
that Lord, the Holy Spirit would come up from within like a fire and burn out those things that are keeping your people from functioning at 100%. And I pray that God today, that hope would fill every void, that, that every place where the enemy has touched would be filled with the presence of God and the healing power of the Holy Spirit. And we bless you, Lord, for each and every mm. one here in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again, Greg. We bless you. We bless your family. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again sometime very soon. Thanks so much. All right. God bless. God bless. Thank you so much, Greg. What a great word of encouragement. Amen. Wow. You know, it, it should inspire you to, to reach out and share the gospel. Uh, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter where, uh, there's something inside of you that, that God can use in a mighty way. Uh, you don't have to be like anybody else, just be you, amen? I have a, a great teaching that I've done uh, over the years called Ubu, uh, the letters U-B-U, and uh, that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to be uniquely you. He created you as a masterpiece, and uh, you can do it, amen? You can be a voice for Him. You know, and as I said already, <clears throat> I believe when all it was said and done, God's people in that passage there in Second Chronicles 20, they experienced a great wealth transfer. Uh, you remember they spent three days gathering in the spoils of war. Uh, you know, these armies had wealth on the battlefield with them, which was not uh, typical. Uh, something never happened, and that tells me something. It tells me before they, before Jerusalem and Judah ever faced their battle, God already had their victory planned and their wealth transfer planned. Uh, that's why he said to the, to the people of God there through the prophet, believe God and be established. Believe his prophets. Believe it. And so shall you prosper. I believe that is what we're seeing right now. God is doing something to benefit his people financially right now and to stabilize our world. So before you enter your battlefield, uh, before you ever entered your battlefield, God already had your victory planned and he has your prosperity planned right there on your battlefield. And so I want to encourage you to continue to stand. And when you've done all to stand, the Bible says, keep on standing, wearing the whole armor of God. Uh, because God is about to show his power, and suddenly everything is turning around for your good. Amen? Amen. Get ready for divine intervention, because I believe God is fighting this battle for you. That's what he told them. I want to personally thank those of you who continue to, to sow seed and, and support this ministry, and thank you for praying for us and standing with us here at Speak Life. You know, your faithfulness makes it possible for us to bring quality ministry week after week, and, you know, especially prophetic ministry right here on Speak Life. And, you know, lives are being blessed and changed all over the world because of your support. Uh, if you would like to sow a seed and help us continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, there are several ways you can give. You can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Uh, many people like mailing in their, their donation or their offering. And again, this is all tax deductible. Uh, but you can mail your offering to P.O. Box 1822, 
Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And if you're watching online on social media, there's a, a link in the comment section. You can click on that link and you can give that way. Or if you're on our website at martylayton.com or at our, our church website, which is lifepointchurch.cc. That's lifepoint with an E, lifepointchurch.cc. There's a link at the top of the page where you can give and uh, partner with us that way as well. And so I want to thank you uh, for staying with us through the whole broadcast, and uh, uh, I, I pray that you're blessed um, with the message of inspiration today, and that you feel blessed to be a part of this uh, this community of faith. Amen. I also want to thank uh, Mike Lindell. He's one of today's sponsors. Uh, Mike Lindell is an amazing patriot fighting on the front lines of this cultural war uh, for the freedoms that we love and, and hold dear in America the beautiful. And let me tell you, he is a warrior. And I'm proud to be a part of, of his organization as well and have him as a sponsor. And so I encourage you to please check out his great products available at MyPillow.com. And here's the little bonus. If you use my name, Marty, as your promo code, M-A-R-T-Y, as your promo code, you'll get the deepest discounts available on your purchase. Right now, they're having some buy one, get one free uh, specials as well. Uh, And so if you'll go to MyPillow.com or even the new website, MyStore.com, use the promo code Marty, you'll get a deep discount. Uh, You know, some people prefer calling in their order. And you can do that at uh, 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. And remember to use the promo code MARTY. And this is one way you can support Speak Life and also support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell and get something for your donation. Amen. So thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Please join us again next week for more great ministry and great conversations and great insights from some of today's cutting-edge leaders. And if you're listening to this on podcast, please take a second to subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. And if you enjoyed this and were blessed by this ministry today, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can find the Speak Life pod- podcast on iTunes or Spotify or the Charisma Podcast Network, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And remember to follow me on social media. Remember to like me out there (laughs) Uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Truth and Getter and Facebook and YouTube and Rumble and all the different platforms. Uh, The the, uh, symbol is at Marty Layton. So just search at Marty Layton and you'll find me there. And I want to remind you that this show is live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. Amen. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. We get new viewers every week, and we are grateful that you help us to do that and help us to reach more people. So thank you again. And remember to keep your spiritual ears and spiritual eyes open because God is always talking and he wants you to echo heaven and speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.